That was Wonderful World, Beautiful People by Jimmy Cliff. A little bit of reggae there to introduce our next segment. Now, if you want to travel sustainably but just don't know who to ask for advice, take a listen to this next story from Keely Warren, a specialist reporter on issues of sustainability in travel and tourism. She speaks tonight with Vicky Smith, the founder of Earth Changes, who research, curate and promote the best sustainable regenerative tourism around the world for you. Here's Keely to introduce her. Vicky is the founder of UK-based sustainable travel platform Earth Changes. Vicky has worked in tourism since the mid-90s in destinations, marketing and e-commerce. She's been in charge of operations for major tour operators, online travel agents and media in mainstream tourism, ski tours and volunteer tourism, along with NGOs and sustainable tourism accreditation. Vicky is a qualified ranger in Africa, charity challenge leader, acclaimed academic for her published MSc Responsible Tourism Management thesis on online marketing and greenwashing. She is a trustee for Seed Madagascar. Following 10 years of developing her specialist expertise in sustainable tourism, Vicky launched Earth Changes in 2017. Earth Changes was established to promote the best sustainable tourism around the world. Through Earth Changes, Vicky is focused on creating a proven positive impact. Vicky, I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming along and joining us. Thank you for having me. I'd really love to hear more from you, Vicky, about the the timing of launching Earth Changes. We know that Earth Changes, it launched in 2017, which was also the UN Year of Sustainable Travel for Development. Can you tell us a little bit more about why tourism is so important for sustainable development? Sure. Um, actually, that was quite serendipitous, so I was very lucky with that. I didn't know that was coming, so it was just pure fluke. But tourism, um, basically, um, many people don't think about it as the, as the industry that it is, if you like. And it actually represents 10% of world GDP and 10% of world jobs, roughly. And so it's this huge economic engine. And in less developed countries, in many or most of the island nations, tourism probably represents as much as 50% GDP, 50% jobs even more. And if you look at it as an export business, basically, we're talking sort of up to 80%. Somewhere like the Maldives is, is, is 80% of their exports is, is um, tourism. So it's an, a big income earner. Um, it brings foreign exchange. It brings jobs that enables capacity building. And obviously that's taken a massive hammering from COVID lockdowns. And, you know, there was millions and millions of jobs lost through um, through through lockdowns around the world. And so where that's really important in particular is probably in developing countries where tourism accounts for a significant um, portion of their whole economy. And they need that, particularly as there's less state aid being available. Um, it's very, it's harder to access charity funds because it's more competitive. And so many nations look more and more to tourism to help their economies basically so it's a you know it's a powerful it's transformative force um, and that can make a, a genuine difference to millions of lives because tourism is a sector which reaches into all those tiny corners of the world apart from obviously war zones relatively low compared to some of those big island nations um, but you know I understand tourism still contributes sort of 60 billion to the Australian economy and that tourism more often than not is growing faster than a national economy rate on average so you know yeah very important both international tourism and domestic um and since covid we've seen obviously 
lots of issues around the world have been worsened because of COVID in terms of development. So things like poverty, people's health and the support for health services, education's been hit all around the world, employment, as I said, as well, not just in tourism. And so, you know, the recovery of tourism is really important to to get back at that engine of development to try and help those destinations. And so when we talk about tourism in, in different ways in terms of sustainable tourism, we have, for example, responsible tourism, which is about referring to better places for people to live in and taking responsibility for tourism and its impacts. We have sustainable tourism, which is ultimately to enable places to sustain. So they're not negatively impacting, but it's a kind of status quo. And then what we're talking about here and what I do with Earth Changes is actually tourism for sustainable development. So it's very much using that positive force for a, for a positive good. It's really amazing work that you've been doing through Earth Changes and, and the purpose behind the, the organisation that you, you set up in 2017, Vicky. I know that one of the underlining ways that you look at how can earth changes really make a difference is really looking at how the impact ladders up to the sustainable development goals and Mm. in australia the sustainable development goals or the sdgs that they're not as well known in australia as they are in other parts of the world particularly um, in europe perhaps you could talk to us a little bit more about what exactly the sdgs are and maybe give us some examples of projects or organisations that you work with through Earth Changes to actually achieve those SDGs? Sure. So the SDGs came into force in 2016. They're a UN framework, which is actually part of what's called the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. And they followed on from what was called the Millennial Millennial Development Goals. Um, They represent 17 global goals, and that's broken down into targets for each of those goals. There's 169 targets in total, and they're represented by indicators to measure progress. So there's actually 231 indicators. So the goals include things like no poverty, zero hunger, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, industry innovation, um, reduced inequalities, sustainable cities and communities, climate action, um, conservation, terrestrial conservation, which they call life on land, uh, peace and justice, and partnerships, which we all need to achieve those goals. And all of them actually apply to tourism, and tourism can help all of them. But there's, tourism is mentioned in the description by the UN of three of them in particular, and that's SDG 8, which is about decent work and economic growth. So I've talked about that a little bit already. SDG 12, which is about responsible consumption and production. So if we think about tourism, there's a lot of consumption occurs, be it food, be it services, be it, you know, things like excursions, what have you, and making sure that we're more um, sustainable in those choices. And then SDG 14, which is um, about marine conservation or life below water, they call it. So what I do when I work with with partners is ensure that they have evidence positive impacts around many of these things. Um, some of them more involved in conservation on land. Some of them are more involved in community development. So, for example, I work with a lodge in Kenya, and they have a system uh, that they call payment for ecosystem services. So, traditionally, the Maasai, who are 
um, you know, cattle herders, they, they would protect their cattle from lions by killing lions. Obviously, that's not good for tourism because people pay to go and visit the land and see wildlife and they want to see the lions. And so what happens with this lodge is they put a certain a portion of money aside from every night stayed that goes into a pot and they compensate the Maasai for any cattle that are killed by lions to encourage the Maasai not to kill lions because they want to keep the lions, right? And the Maasai are happy with that. They just want to make sure that they don't lose their livelihood, which is mm. their cattle. That's right. So, um, so something like that, you know, is a, is a, is a positive thing for the for the nature conservation. It also supports the Maasai. So it's supporting communities, which I mentioned. It's supporting poverty. It's supporting inequalities, which can be within a country or between countries. For example, it's supporting their livelihoods and employment. Um, it's also giving obviously lodge jobs where I'm working with a lodge, but also peace and justice and the tolerance between communities. So, you know, something like that historically might have caused a conflict between a Maasai tribe and um, tourism lodge owners, for example, something like that. So it's about coming to sort of, you know, these understandings that, that tourism can exist within this environment and be a win-win for everybody. Um, this lodge also has a health outreach program, so they financially fund an ambulance, doctors, um, they go out into the remote um, conservancy where they live. They support maternal health. And so really, they, you know, they've saved hundreds of lives, be they adult lives, be they babies, by having those, that health, which is absolutely funded by the, by the tourism. Um, they've also created and built um, schools and, and colleges and academies. I could, can't speak, sorry, <laughs> academies. Um, and so they pay the teaching staff and that supports also gender equality because it gets girls in education, it gets them trained and it gets them in future jobs. They also do things like um, put in solar energy for the lodge, but whether people put in, for example, energy infrastructure or even water infrastructure for a lodge, um, well, you might as well enable the community to benefit from that as well. So how can any infrastructure you build as tourism be uh, of benefit to, to the local community mm. um, and then this particular lodge also has a climate project called um, it's a UN red plus project so it's R-E-D-D plus what that stands for is reduce emissions from deforestation and degradation it's a, it's, it's a UN framework program and so they've got the first uh, red plus project for Maasai communities and in effect, they're protecting a carbon sink and, and a forest that they've got there. And they actually sell carbon credits from the forest that they have on their land. So all of the trips that go to this particular lodge, um, firstly, they're, they're minimal emissions because even their game drive vehicles are electric, for example. And then the, the very small emissions that there are, which is generally about how people arrive at the lodge, um, a, 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 a traveller can choose to offset them not just by buying some random offset, but by literally investing in the carbon project that they've got in the destination. Um, and then there's another lodge, for example, I work with in Indonesia, um, for example, something around employment and economy. They actually microfinance local entrepreneurs to be their own suppliers. So, for example, if they needed someone who was good at re-roofing, um, and a local person came along and said, I want to be the re-roofer. Okay, we'll help set you up in that business and we'll be, you know, your buyer 
um, and you run it as a business, but we'll help you with the microfinance to begin with to get it up and running. And it's a win-win, as I said, for, for everybody. Um, they also there have a marine protected area, uh, which is good, obviously, for marine conservation. So um, it's not it's, it's, it's better for their diving activities that they have, but it's also with a zero take zone, more productive in actual fact for fishing outside of that zone. And so, you know, it becomes a, um, a nursery really for, for fish to come and breed in, etc., and for the corals to, to survive well. So, yeah, there's lots and lots of opportunities around tourism and how to support the sustainable development goals. It sounds like these businesses have really designed their, the way that they deliver their, the tourism experiences overall and the way that their whole business operates. They've, it sounds like that they've really structured and intentionally designed their businesses around delivering on these positive impacts. Would you say that that's yeah. something that they have done from the ground up as they've been building out uh, what they're looking yes. at achieving as a business? Yeah, generally I would. So, the, you know, the, the guys who are really good at this stuff it's because it comes from a core attitude that that's what they want to support. They're often very, um, you know, caring about their local communities and they want to help share the benefits of tourism. What's happened historically with tourism when it's often been, you know, created by organisations which are outside of a destination and then determined what happens then in that destination is they don't do that with the local people in mind. They don't do that with the local people in discussion and in agreement with what's happening. And that ends up not benefiting, unsurprisingly, those local people. And local people then become resentful of it. So, you know, what you need to do is absolutely engage them in that process. And if you come at it from the standpoint of, first and foremost, I want to help local people in place. And actually, how can I structure this tourism organisation to do that? That was Keely Warren with Vicky Smith, founder of Earth Changes. This is the Travel Rider Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.